everybody. Welcome to Amazing D Podcast, episode 30. It's going down again, for real. Part 3, Michigan versus Michigan State. The backyard brawl is here, and you know your boy had to do a show for this game. I remember last year's show, uber successful show for, you know, the usual numbers that this podcast does. It had a great showing. Not as great as the first one when me and Logan were doing a show where when we almost at, that almost got the 900, like, listens. Like, that's a lot for, that's a, a, a hell of a lot for me, just saying. But this is always my favorite show to do. Um, now, this year... And I'll explain why it won't be as long and it won't be as drawn out as those shows were. We're going to d- definitely discuss the game and definitely discuss what like my predictions are. But we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But first, I wanted to bring to everyone's attention during this cold open. There was an article that I read just recently, and it was really interesting to me. Um, so I I have a subscription to the Athletic, which is a premium sports journalism website. Like when I say it's worth the always sales that they do because they always are selling it half off, it's worth it. I did a whole year. I think I got about what fifty bucks for a whole year, which is pretty cool. But they have pretty good. Um, you know, pretty good pieces on there for all different sports. Uh, they're well-written, well-crafted articles. I know this sounds like I'm giving them free publicity. I'm not a sponsor of theirs or they're not a sponsor of mine. But I'm just saying it's a good service. Um, I just recommend at least trying it for free. But I love The Athletic. So they always come out with these great articles, these great pieces, great reads. Um, this one in particular, I just just want to... Just kind of read some excerpts from it. Um, So the article is called, Where Does the Trash Go After a Game at Michigan Stadium? So let me, you know, again, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this, but I am anyway. Let me read this to you. Inside the gates of Michigan Stadium, more than 11, oh, sorry. More than 110,000 fans are enjoying the pomp and pageantry of a fall Saturday at one of the college football's iconic venues. Outside the stadium, another game day ritual is underway. Among participants is a man who identifies himself as Glenn, a 68-year-old retired carpenter from Ann Arbor. For the past two years, Glenn has been coming to the stadium parking lot on game days to collect cans. I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to get in trouble. But basically, it's a really interesting article. You get a lot, you know, a lot of perspective about this fan, Glenn, and... And just how um, the university is trying to go basically uh, more clean with the you know trash free thing, uh, but you know what what's the answer to this question though? Like uh, you know I'm going to at least give that away. Where does the trash go after a game at Michigan Stadium? Well, I'll tell you this: this Saturday, back to East Lansing. <laughs>
Alright, sorry about the poor joke, y'all. I love busting balls, especially when it comes to this Michigan State-Michigan rivalry. So, um, here we are. November 13th, I'm recording this episode. This is 6.30 p.m. I'm trying to get this episode out in about an hour and a half, so that's why hence it's going to be a little short. Plus, your boy has some things he needs to do, some TV he needs to watch. Just saying, I love AEW and NXT, and then there's AHS, so there's a bunch of shows that your boy needs to watch. But that does not excuse me for not giving you guys a show on the Michigan, Michigan State Backyard Brawl this upcoming Saturday. And I got to tell you guys, it feels different to me this year. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's the timing of it that is it's in November, and I I really cannot remember the last time there was a November game between these two teams. At least this like late in November in the middle. Um, Michigan State's just not very good. Like they're pathetic to watch. I don't know if you guys know this, but they recently imitated the Atlanta Falcons this past Saturday against. Illinois out of all teams where they had a 28 to 3 lead going into halftime. Illinois scored a touchdown at the last second of of the second, second quarter, but 28 to 3, 9 seconds to go, second quarter. Proceeded to lose. Proceeded to lose this game. Like where does that happen at? You're up 28 to 3 and you wind up losing 36 to 34. And it was an embarrassing loss on a lot of fronts because one, you're at home. Two, you jump out to this fairy tale start. Three, your quarterback might have gotten concussed and he threw the pick six that allowed that game to get to the point where it was going to be tied, but they missed the extra point. But, you know, he may have been concussed is the main thing. And he still went out there and played, you know, doesn't look very good on the university or I should say Mark D'Antonio. And that's the other thing. Mark D'Antonio, man. You know, I remember last year puffing in my chest and saying, man, he's such a great coach. You know, I always um, respect this man in terms of what he's able to do. But, man, the warts on this team and just the past four or five years with this program, that legacy is looking a lot less uh, impressive, to so say the least. So, I'm, I'm honestly wondering with the way things are going at Michigan State, with Mark D'Antonio looking like he's out the door, with recruiting looking super bad for Michigan State, where they're not recruiting anybody worth a damn. The quarterback play looking bad. The defense looking suspect. Joe Bocci getting suspended who is their best defensive player, by the way, and another reason why Michigan may just blow the doors off of this game. But we'll talk about that. I I just... I, I find it hard to, to draw a lot of interest into this particular version of the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. This game. And to be honest... With the exception of the the dreaded game we don't want to talk about, the has trouble with the snap. It's been a really 
boring rivalry to watch the last four years. Or three years, I should say. This, this would be game five between both of them. They're tied 2-2. Both wins on the road apiece. But the, the last three games have been stinkers. Like, you know, we went out there last year and, you know, fiddled around with our thumbs and eventually caught a big play, pulled away a little late. Their offense was just helpless. I remember Lewerke had, what, yeah, how many passing yards did he have? It had to be under, like, 60, 70 yards. It was something ridiculous. Like, he had a... He, his, his his stat line was terrible. I just remember that. If I could pull the numbers up um, in just a moment, I'll let you guys know. But, um, yeah, man, it, it's just not been a good thing, like, this rivalry. And just this year where not only you got Michigan State out here looking like just a fucking Division two school, but Michigan isn't great. So I, I almost wonder... Like, with Michigan not being that great, <laughs> you know, this win doesn't do anything for us besides, well, we beat our rival. Great. We still don't have a Big Ten championship. Or don't have a chance at one. But, yeah. Huh. There's a... There's a lot to be desired here with that team. Now, granted, I have thought about this. Um, Michigan has gotten better over the last few weeks, and I've and I've given them credit. I gave them credit on the last show, them improving on offense. So maybe I'm being a little more negative on them. I don't know why this negativity is coming out now, but maybe it's because I'm just consistently negative about this team these days but I don't know I, I'm, I'm thinking of this game and like where we're at as fandoms and I don't know like I know a lot of Michigan people I know a lot of Michigan State people no one's no one's talking about this game this game has zero buzz you know Every year, at least, like, I can, you know, there's some shit talking and things going on where I'm like, all right, great. But it's it's at the point now where you almost want Michigan State to get that juice, get their juice back just a little bit. I don't want it to be good, but just, just get, get a little bit of that juice back, just a little bit. But, um, I don't know, man. How do you guys feel about this? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am excited for it, really. But maybe it's, maybe MSU is that bad to where I feel nervous almost. Like, losing to them would be like losing to, I don't know, Illinois, who's better than them, apparently. You know, it's. It's funny because, <laughs> you know, Michigan has this this thing, right, where where I mentioned it last show, where we go around acting like we're 
as good on the football field as we are as a brand. So that coupled with how bad Michigan State is with maybe D'Antonio secretly told these kids I'm done after this year and how they always play Michigan tough, that sort of scares me just a little bit. So maybe I'm not being totally fair in reference to me not being excited about this game, but yeah. Interesting. A few things that kind of bring up too uh, when it goes to this uh, like preview in this game. So Michigan State's offense is pretty helpless to say the least. Lewerke, besides not being very good just in his own outright, Lewerke is definitely somebody who I don't fear at all. I I realistically look at Lewerke like we're playing a quarterback from Rutgers or some shit like that. I don't know. He's just he's just not that good to me. And then on our side, offensively, I'm looking at your boy Shea Patterson and still have no belief in him. And by the way, I found the stat line. This is yeah. So I, I was about right, uh, not to cut myself off. But this is this is this is Brian Lewerke. Granted, this ain't the same defense he's going to be facing last year. We had Chase Winovich and Rashawn Gary and um, freaking um, get oh, fucking always forget my man's name, dog. Devin Bush, dude. I always forget Devin Bush's fucking name, and he's my favorite out of those three. I don't know why. It's maybe because I just never think of him like that, unless. Uh, Name-wise, at least. But anyway, uh, Brian Lewerke, 5 of 25, 66 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. That was during that incredible stint where opposing quarterbacks were just getting brutalized by the Michigan front. And, well, we played pretty average quarterbacks at that. But still, that was a great time, just to say. And... I think uh, I think when it comes down to Shea Patterson, if he continues with what he's been doing, which is just ball control and not turning it over, not the stupid fumbles, which that's the one thing I'm scared of. Because if you give these guys an inch, they're going to take that and make it a fucking mile. We cannot allow them to have any belief none at all I, I just truly think that we have the edge Michigan does but there's always that fear because they play Michigan State plays Michigan so tough so regardless of like how I feel about them offensively, let's say Michigan 
struggles offensively too. They're not putting points up. They're not putting them away. They allow Michigan State to hang in there. Do you feel comfortable about that? I don't. Or, as I mentioned, Shea Patterson doesn't do what I said. Control the ball. Um, make sure he's not fumbling or throwing stupid passes for picks. What if we drop a couple early on? A couple fumble rooskies. And next thing you know, Michigan State only has to go 20 yards. Now, I guarantee they don't score both times in terms of the um, getting the touchdown. But, yeah, it's it's a fear. Definitely a fear. It feels like a trap in certain, in certain ways, but... On the other hand, with all the things I described and how bad the work he is, how bad that defense has been lately for Michigan State, where they're fake elite, they're not really good. They just lost their best player, Joe Bocci. Um, I mean, they gave up 36 to, uh, to Illinois. I was about to say Rutgers. Oh, which, by the way, watch that game. Look how close they were last year, Rutgers and Michigan State. Rutgers may have a chance against these guys. Just, just watch. And I will, be, I will be taking Rutgers in the spread in that game, by the way. Just saying. But, yeah, on the other hand, maybe I shouldn't because of how bad things have gotten, how th- how bad things have spiraled out of control, how it looks like D'Antonio's out the door, how there is dissension. It looks like there's dissension between, you know, the staff, uh, the dissension between the three different units of the of this team it's there's a lot of red flags with them man so so i i'm trying to and maybe i'm just talking to you guys to talk me out of being uh, fearful of this which way do you feel do you feel the, the the first way where it feels like a trap or the second way where no they're that bad that michigan michigan is going to play up to them and kill them not play up to them but play well above them where we are and kill them. The spread comes in at what, 12, 12 and a half last time I checked? It might be 13, 13 and a half. Is that, it's too large of a number would I bet Michigan in this? Man, I'm trying to talk myself into it personally, uh, but man, that's, that's a difficult one, man. That That's really difficult, 13 and a half. Yeah. Ballsy would be taking the money line for Sparty. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, though. I'm not going to do that. On one hand, I'd be happy that I'm a little bit richer. On the other hand, I'd be goddamn Sparty. But yeah, so is it a trap? Or am I overly worried for no reason? What do you guys think? And does it feel different to you this year? Because of all the things I stated with how the program has just fallen from grace. The pride does come before the fall, huh, D'Antonio? Your hard-headed ass and your staff, the musical chairs, the inability to recruit the last few years, to build upon that success you had. Are we back Back to where 
it really is a rivalry where Michigan wins every two or three years and then State wins once in that little span, you know, once or twice maybe here and there. Who knows, man? I don't know. But I am very interested in at least um, what the future holds. Because I want to see where Michigan State goes from here. Because I don't believe D'Antonio is going to be here past this year. I think this is it. Harbaugh wins this year. He wins the series 3-2. Is Harbaugh here next year? That's the other question because, I mean, we said the NFL reports are BS, which, cool. So maybe I'm starting to talk myself into at least a little bit more intrigue with this game. But it's hard, man. It's hard to really think about it. Plus, if you look outside in Michigan, we, we got about eight inches of snow. I'm not used to this game with all this snow. I'm used to, at this point, having bragging rights and whatnot. But I tell you what, we are going to talk about the game. I, I haven't been doing game reviews per se, even though I'm about to give you guys a quick recap of uh, what happened in uh, Detroit this past, or sorry, Chicago this past weekend. But we're definitely going to talk about it because I, I really want to see how this body language is looking with Michigan State. What if we do like just smack the shot at them? How do we? How do they look after that? It's been a while since, you know, a rival, like the rivalry has looked this far apart. Yeah, Michigan State was really bad. Uh, what was it? Um, 2016. Yeah, 2016. And was that 3-9 year, I believe? And sure, Michigan didn't blow them out the door that year. That might have been a bigger gap actually, but I think just because their program has kept going down, that's why I say this is a bigger gap where Michigan has been kind of teetering around stagnant, average, okay, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But I am excited at least to have the opportunity to discuss the game and see what happens next in this beautiful backyard brawl. Because I'll be really happy if we come here next week. I get to enjoy me a nice Kawhi laugh. <laughs> or if I come up here like Drake with the... I'm upset. Who knows what I'm going to do. It depends. It can go either or. In terms of my reaction, I could be it could be a victory and I just not be impressed just with how bad we are if we play down to their level. Um, maybe I understand because it is a rivalry game. Who knows? I don't know. I. We just need to have this game happen, man. But I probably didn't do the best job of hyping y'all up for it, but. <laughs> I got a couple Spartan Zingers in there. Now, I did want to make notes. So, one of my friends did post something, and uh, this is just something interesting. So, I want to honor 
all the football teams who are 500 or better in this state, all the college football programs. Adrian, Albion, Alma, Central Michigan, Concordia, Eastern Michigan, Ferris State, Grand Valley State, Hope, Michigan, Olivet, Saginaw Valley State, Siena Heights, Wayne State, Western Michigan. Is Michigan State supposed to be on this list? Oh. No, Michigan State is under 500 because they're trash. That's right. So, listen. All right. Here's the prediction, y'all. Here it is. I'm going to go with the third thing that I said where Michigan is just better than them. They go out there and smack them. It, It needs to happen for us to have any juice to talk about. For me to give a damn about the Ohio State game in any capacity. Because if we play down to them, Ohio State is going to 69 us this year. I mean scoreboard, freaking perverts. They almost did that last year, by the way, 69, Michigan. But Michigan goes out there and blows the doors off of them. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not going to hold that fear. I felt like we had to talk through it, talk about it. It is a rivalry game, whatever. They're terrible. You aren't terrible. You may not be great. You may be okay. You may be just good. Eh. But you're not terrible. They're terrible. Their coach is out the door. They have no hope. Just go out there. End this game. I want to be by 1 o'clock ready to go and chill with my homeboy down in Detroit. That's how that's how I want this game to go. And he's a state fan, so I'm going to talk all the shit. And I swear to God, if we pull another 15 or 17 and lose this game at home, somehow. I'm not going to say there's going to be hell to pay, but I haven't delivered a glorious rant in so long that you'll get a rant so those are your two choices you go out there and blow them out or possibly face the wrath of Dre and this microphone it's so funny because I didn't even introduce myself up until this point <laughs> I like you guys know who the hell I am well anyway that was the first segment this show is not going to be as long as you can tell. We're almost we're over halfway done with this show, by the way. So we have one more segment coming up. We're going to be talking about the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Detroit Lions. This is the Mason D Podcast. This is D to the R to the E. And we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to the Amazing Z Podcast. One quick note about that game. Just right quick. 
since 2002, Michigan has not won by 14 or more points. So, as I stated, we lay down a hammer. I predicted this is the year. They beat him by 17 points. There you go. There's my prediction. I am taking Michigan, and I'm taking the points that they're laying down, which is, once again, 12 and a half, I believe. There you go. All right, all right. So, final business of the day. And just so you guys know, my one of my favorite players ever in NFL was Matt is Matthew Stafford. And 136, 137 games in a row, this man started for the Detroit Lions. Now while that produced zero playoff wins and what only what three playoff appearances in nine years. You know, this man has been the heart and soul of the team. So I'm not gonna lie, it was a little sad and disheartening to see that he was out like for this past game against Bears. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Bears. Alright. Well <laughs> So it was a little disheartening to see that. Um you know, he has a back injury that may or may not have been lingering from last year or may be a new one. Who knows? And on pace right now to not play again. And honestly, I think on pace to miss the rest of the season. Um, and I don't know. I look at this as shades of Tony Romo when that back went out. Man, that's it's not a good thing. And who knows where this man's going to be at. I, I don't know. I think this is honestly the beginning of the end for him personally. But that's just me. But that was a little disheartening uh, to see that. But this team, man, I just don't get them, dude. So, like, it, it, this could be a good thing for them in disguise. Where you put this man on IR. Don't play him. Tell him he's not going to play. And set yourself up for next year with a top five at very minimum top 10 pick but no we want to rush him back and win maybe two three more games and possibly definitely put him out permanently i don't get it man matt patricia bob quinn rod wood it's the same thing with all these regimes i don't get it I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, where where do we get off with this team? Where we have Matt Patricia, <laughs> yeah, Matt Patricia, who's a defensive guru, a rocket scientist, a lot of way, parading down the sidelines, playing his vanilla rush three defense that he does not deviate from. With his defensive coordinator who looked like he could be Martha Ford's fucking brother. Paul Pasqualoni. I need to find a Stephen A. drop, by the way, of that. (laughs) 
who's going to get axed, by the way. Paul is done. He's he's not going to be here with this team any, that much longer. So, just Pasqualoni. He calls the defensive plays, allegedly. That's why we're so bad. But, no, you have this defense running a three-man rush. They don't change. We, we like, what? Where the fuck they do that at? And, listen, we, we up here in Chicago against – the worst, the absolute worst quarterback I've seen in quite some time, Mitch Trubisky, who is complete and utter trash. Helpless offense. Granted, you lost by seven, so there's that. But, You know, I guess you gave up 21 points to the Bears. The, yeah, you know what? Let's celebrate. And I'm not going to blow the little thing because I know that was annoying last time. Sorry. Let's go celebrate, y'all. They gave up only 21 points to the Bears, which does mean if Matthew Stafford would have played, we probably would be talking Lions victory here. Another meaningless victory over the Bears. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit is great. Two Bears. Why'd she say it like that, dog? <laughs> Bears. 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 <laughs> I feel like I entertain myself too much sometimes. Can I tell you guys something where this is from? Because this is, this is, I love this video. I absolutely do. I found this on Twitter. And I was like, I need to use this during the Bears game. Just listen to it. Somebody captured two bears that were having a street fight. Bears. And she deadpanned the camera. She deadpanned. (laughs) She just looked. Bears. Who says it like that? Why? (laughs) Well, all right. Listen. Okay. (laughs) Back on track, dude. I'm at the point now where the Detroit Lions, man, I just don't know what to do with them, dude. I feel bad for Matthew Stafford because this dude's career may be over very shortly uh, rather than uh, longer than I would hope. You know, with him breaking some more passing yard records and touchdown records and all that stuff and maybe getting a chance to play for a contender in a playoff game. You know, at the same time, is it is this man's fault too for sticking with this damn team? Hey, you know what? I appreciate loyalty, man. That's all I'm going to say, Matt. I appreciate it. But we need to definitely start looking at the big picture with the Lions. You know, as I already mentioned, Matt Patricia and that defense, man, as much of a disaster as it's been and then that's been the thing that's kept this team from winning games because believe it what you want Stafford's been playing at an MVP level when he was playing and that's despite for the millionth time never having a running game the Quandre Diggs trade how's that looking Bob Quinn. Hey, I saw Quandre Diggs balling out in the game of the year this past Monday. Seahawks versus 49ers. Money line. 
plus six and a half, by the way. Thanks, Seahawks. Which I didn't understand. I know three points is built in for the home team, but shit. I was like, I get six points with Russell Wilson? Oh, give me that. Let's go. Yeah. But, yeah, that trade looks good, doesn't it? Looks really good. Yeah. And then you look at Cal Vandoy. Which, granted, he didn't fit the scheme here. He's balling, too. Isn't he? Yeah, he's balling. I love Big Hawk, TJ Hawkinson. And he's from the first game. And, you know, he struggled. That's a hard position to play. And he can only improve, hopefully. Hopefully he can improve. And hopefully he's generational because that's where he was drafted at. I have more doubts that he won't be generational. You know. I was like, how the hell do we not get Devin Bush after watching him play? You see what he's doing out there? He's a beast. Dude's crazy. No, we got TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hawk. Big Hawk. Suck my big Hawk. Hawk. That is Hawk. Not the word I'm not going to say on the show, but Hawk. We got a lot going, not only from, like as I mentioned, with this head coach and his staff, even though I, I don't mind Daryl Bevel. I, I I feel like because I don't know maybe because of the numbers he Stafford's putting up, but I guess with the running game how that's gone maybe I should feel some type of way about him and then that Oakland game where they had caught that absolute mental play where it was goal line package and they took Marvin Jones off Marvin Jones and um, Kenny Galladay off the last play of the game after Oakland gifted them time to run a play and you run that stupid that stupid uh rollout with the tight end and yeah it was oh my god third third string tight end by the way just saying I'm not going to go with this that game that that team I'm not gonna like be that upset about that you know it's that kind of happens when you fight Two bears. <laughs> sorry yo. but uh <laughs> this shit's just so funny dude I'm sorry I'm not gonna blame him so much on that game but I want you to keep paying attention to how this team looks the next few weeks because while I don't blame him for the Bears game, because Matthew Stafford was out, I'm not giving him that mulligan again, even without Matthew Stafford. Because now we truly get to see how bad this roster is. And I hope for you idiots at home, you get to see how good Matt's been and why he's not a bad quarterback like some people believe. You know, I'm, I hope he gets back in the league, but you got people who out here are championing up. Oh, man, they may get Colin Kaepernick. And do what? The same shit that they're doing now. Probably worse. 
Granted, Kaepernick has his legs, but man, them, them last few games he had were brutal. Just saying, but I, I do hope he gets signed, by the way. Hopefully, bye. <laughs> Get Trubisky's trash ash up out of there. But, like, yeah, why do you want to sign him, dude? Let's let this team suck. Let's let them tank. Let's see Bob Quinn for the fraudulent roster he's built. Let's see Matt Patricia for the fraudulent head coach he's been. And let's get, begin a process of either A, cleaning this up, or B, putting pressure on them to where we need to succeed. Because Bob Quinn is safe, man. Bob Quinn doesn't even... Bob Quinn wears a condom and pulls out. Before he needs to go. That's how safe he is with his draft picks. Has it worked for some? Yeah. Yes, it has. I, like, I love Kenny Galladay. Tracy Walker's okay. You know, we're still waiting uh you know i'm still still questions on frank rag now you know hot could be a great pick who knows miles killerbrew i liked him it was a good pick it was solid but now you got the guys like gerard, gerard davis um hmm. not a game changer you have tease tabor not even in the league So, I, the safe approach just does not do it for me anymore, man. I, I, I need to see more. And I'm hoping this is a jump start because when we start to realize all the pimples on this team and we start to pick at them and we start to throw more blame and throw the finger, maybe some things are going to change. Maybe we won't be as safe. Certainly on defense, I want to see Paul Pascaloni's ass out of here because Patricia's going to be here as long as Quinn is here. Pascaloni could go. So, put a bullet in your friend. Not literally, figuratively. Professionally. Get rid of him. Cause I'm about sick and tired of, of, of this shit. I just want to win something, man. And it certainly won't be with the Red Wings, who are absolute disgrace of a hockey team. Thank God. Maybe get that number one pick. Even though I don't know if there's generational talent out this year. I doubt there is because there's no lose for Hughes or some shit like that this year in the NHL. The Tigers? Oh, forget about it. I'm not even I'm not even entertaining the idea of even discussing them on the show. The Pistons? Under 500. I think they'll probably be sellers. Granted, Blake Griffin just came back and he only played one game. They lost both. The one he didn't play, that is. Uh, the one he did play, they lost. They lost to Minnesota in the revamped Andrew Wiggins Maple Jordan Air Show. Shout out. I don't know. I don't believe in them, man. And even if I did, what's the point of sitting in purgatory, which is, I hate, pur I hate sports purgatory. I really do. Either be really bad or... Very good to excellent. Any in, in, in between is not fun when you're just good. Because you're not beating anybody. You're not winning anything. Hell, even if you're losing everything by tanking or, or being trash, 
except for college. Recruiting's probably not going to go in your favor, but in the pros, at least when you're doing that, you're setting yourself up with lottery tickets and chances to get better. It's funny because I'm not taking that same approach with my fantasy team. I mean, I, I, I have I have standards and records to uphold, so that's that's different. But trust me, if I, if I didn't have that stuff, I'd, and if I knew I was getting the number one pick, <laughs> ooh, man, it, it'd be on. I'd be doing it. So, I really want y'all to pay attention to this team this, this weekend. I will be doing family pictures, so I will not be watching the game, but I will be keeping a close eye on it. I try to watch some highlights. I almost did NFL Game Pass, but man, that was a lot of money to be spending on just watching some replays and some shit I can record on my DVR. So, maybe I'll catch the DVR. Till then, your boy Dre has had a lot of fun on the microphone today. The show was a little bit more quiet little bit more paced I think in terms of me just talking about two topics and going about 20 minutes a piece for him even though I said I was only going to go about 10 minutes on this but it just kept going on but no man I really appreciate y'all beat state is all I'm going to say I'm going to try to hype myself up get my excitement level pumped up for this game but man man it just feels off something feels different this year and I just don't know what it is I'm hoping that maybe it's just because I know a blot's going to happen. I get to puff my chest on Saturday all the way for another year. But who knows? Well, anyway, this has been the Amazing D Podcast. I've been your host, Mr. D to the R to the E, Mr. Dre Lowe, back on the microphone. Wishing y'all all a happy rivalry. Rivalry, ugh, we <laughs> can't talk. <laughs> Rivalry week. This is the Maisie Podcast. I love you all. Peace. Two bears.